0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Vault. I'm Anthony.
1: I'm Christopher
0: Epps. Is that the full name on y'all? Yeah, the full name. And uh, we got another one for y'all. And uh, we got a returning guest. Uh, Miss Robin has come back to join us. Robin, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you for having me again.
0: No worries. No problem at all. And uh, today we're gonna um, we're gonna do another one of our two first. Um, Chris and I have seen some uh, new movies. Well, I mean, mine is fairly new. His is a little like not so fairly new, but you know, it's, it's worthy worthy of a talk. Um, Chris, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this, man. All
1: right, man. Um, so the film that I saw is, um, we need to talk about Kevin. Um, it is a film directed by Lynn Ramsey,
2: um, mm-hmm. the,
1: the, the same director of you were never really here starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and this film is a, uh, I want to say a commentary on psychopaths, but not only psychopaths, um, school shootings. Um, you, you literally see the making of a psychopath in this film. Um, to be honest, it, it, in the beginning it moves a little bit it a little bit slow but 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 it has this eeriness to it where it just kind of like pulls you in and you know if if you don't like blood and gore or you know the, the sight of blood i would not recommend this film um it is it is a little intense it is a little weird but um if you can handle that um i think it's a a good commentary on um i want to say boundaries as a parent i feel like some of this could have been controlled to some degree um so boundaries and then um like i said before school shootings
0: i would go even deeper though well not to go deeper but i would present another take i would say it's a commentary on nature versus nurture too because the fact that kevin who is basically the character that is like being raised by um the mother who was played by tilda swinton you know probably, (laughs) probably one of her best performances um you start to understand like what made kevin turn out the way he did was Mm -hmm. it his was it his environment with his mother was it just innately in him to become like that because the father is normal the mother is normal why did kevin end up this way the father was a little bit delusional he you know he oh definitely uh, john c Riley plays the father by the way
1: yeah he yeah he so you know he 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 thought that his his little boy was was an angel, the mother and this is why I say it's it's about boundaries because there was so much that the mother did that me as a parent I would not have just you know shrugged off or just been like oh I'm gonna give you you know all this grace like no it would have been some hard cut boundaries in there that I would have instituted and he would have had to have lived by them or you know we would have took other measures, you know what I'm saying? And what those measures would have looked like, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, but something would have been done. And I think that's the
2: the main thing that we have to know. Like, we don't know what we would do in situations like this. Like, So when I approached this movie, first of all, I had no idea it was a school shooter movie. Okay, so a lot of times I kind of just look at references, you know, like it's more like this or something like what you watch. I look at those movies a lot of times and I don't look at the summaries. I just watch them off. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
2: This one looks good. So that's what I deal with this one. And I definitely was shook to my core by the time I got to the end of this movie. But I think the main thing is like parents, there are some of those delusional parents where you want to like always see your kid as this kid. Like they don't really grow up in your mind, even though in society, they are this terrible, horrible fucking person. Like in your your mind, like they're just this sweet little boy, and that's what we saw with Kevin's dad because he consistently called him like he's he completely ignored his troubled, uh attributes at all, like his characteristics of him like acting crazy, even when it mm-hmm. came to his daughter.
1: because mm-hmm. yeah.
2: he was like a good older brother until he wasn't, and even that yeah. was very noticeable. So I think, like I said before, I I don't know, nobody knows what they would do in this situation. But we saw, like, one aspect of a person, a parent just trying to, like, keep their kid innocent. And it it turned against him. Like, it didn't work at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. And, look, man, um, beyond a story, I got to say, the things that hit most for me is, like, the directing. Like Lynn Ramsey's directing, it's very like in line with what her characters are going through. Like in this one, there's a slow pace, but it's a slow pace that has a great payoff if you stick with the film and stay on this wavelength. Like I know when when Chris first watched You Were Never Really Here, which I think was Lynn Ramsey's um, latest film with Joaquin Mm -hmm. Phoenix. He was like, man, this film was kind of like slow to me. And um, I kind of like pointed out how, like, the way the film is made in the way of how schizophrenic, not schizophrenic, but how how kind of jumpy it is, how it travels through light like, time and jump cuts kind of reveals the mind of Joaquin Phoenix's character. This film kind of runs at the same pace of Tilda Swinton's character, where everything feels like a very slow burning nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's just trying to like wake up and try to make sense of everything that's happened. Like you see her like, try to like like wipe off the blood off her car or off her house and uh in it's in slow motion and it's just very grim. Like that's how the character is at that point in her life. Like after everything that has happened in present day. Um yeah, man. And I love that opening where she's at like I don't know where she was at. I think she was at some like it's little like some kind of mosh pit is what it looked like or something. Yeah, and I just love how like that it's just a slow shot of her being like, you know, carried around in the mosh pit and, you know, dirt and just throwing on everybody. And I'm like, this this looks like such a beautiful image, but the imagery of it is a little unsettling when you take into account what's to come.
1: I thought the imagery was 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 very unsettling, and I felt like it it set the tone of the film. Um, I, I knew as soon as I saw that red mud or whatever it was that you know everybody was partying in whatever they were doing mm-hmm. i was like oh this is going to be one of those films where like literally the scene the, the that scene alone told a generalized version of the story already like as soon as i saw it i was like yeah this is gonna be a fucked up movie that was
0: what i got from that opening scene <laughs> hey man, if you see Ezra Miller in The Flash and Justice League, and you watch this movie, you go like, is that yeah. "The same he, dude? He's he a great actor. You know what I'm saying? A great actor. Like, yeah. is that the same guy? And um, I just want to say, like Tilda Swinton, dude, uh, the the main actress. Like, like I I I had asked you once upon a time, Chris, if you saw Hereditary. Robin, have you?
2: Yes, of course i have seen Hereditary. <laughs> yes,
0: like, I think compared to what tony collette did in that movie like like this is tilda did to this film what tony collette did to hereditary like this felt this felt like her championship game as an actress you know what i mean you know what i'm saying i can't name another tilda swinton film where she's as good as she is well she's always good but that she's as commanding in a performance as she is in this film
2: I agree. A lot of times she can, I understand that's her being in touch with her character, but it's always very meek. And in this one, I felt like she had like a kind of silent sternness Mm. about her because it was a lot of things that she like never said out loud. And then when she finally did, you know, like when she um, told her husband, we need to talk about Kevin, he was kind of like, no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, <laughs> right like, there's nothing wrong with him he's just being a kid yeah exactly. he was he was a little too delusional in the film Dog, very, <laughs> it,
2: it, it kind
1: of upset me how 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 delusional he was it was like come on bro you don't see this You're <laughs> creating a monster
2: but that's how some of these parents are like they don't see that even though she did and she knew it from when he was a baby yeah You know, that he was going to turn out some kind of way. And he kind of just wanted, like I said, he just wanted him to be this innocent kid forever. And I think a lot of times parents think that they're saving their kids by keeping them innocent in their minds. But that's really just a cop out for you and them.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel like this was one of those films like this is one of those films you see on. um, I want to say on a midnight circuit, so to speak, where. Let's just say you're up in the middle of the night, you're surfing through cable, whether it be, you know, showtime or stars or whatever, and you just see like one of these one off independent films, you read the synopsis and go, This looks this looks interesting. You turn it on and you're like pleasantly surprised by what you saw. You didn't you didn't intend to watch anything at one a.m. in the morning that was like kind of like great, but it ends up being that way. I think that's how I came across. We need to talk about Kevin. Was, I agree. Yeah, it was either on Cinemax or Showtime, one of them. And I just decided to watch it one day. And I was like, yo, that was a great drama, man. Like, that mm-hmm. gave me more than what I was looking for. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I felt like this. I don't know if either of you have seen this movie. It's called Blow the Man Down.
0: Uh, I never heard of that.
2: So um, I saw it on Amazon Prime. And it's about... A import city uh, I think it's in like Alaska so it's extremely cold there most of the time um, the only business that they really get is when you know people come in from off the ocean mm-hmm. and it's like a really just a, a small town and everything there is everybody's business you know what I'm saying like everybody knows everything and it's these two young girls they run a fish shop um, because their mom just passed away. So she left the fish shop to them and some crazy shit ends up happening. And they're trying to like cover their tracks, keep their store. And the town is like, it's poor. Like they don't have any money coming in other than fish. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but the town is majority women half the year because the men go, Fishing, um, so a lot of these times these women have to fend for themselves, and so it's a story about how these two young girls fend for themselves in the city, well, in this very small town. <laughs> okay, I think I, I
0: think I remember this film when it when Amazon Prime first uh, showed commercials for it. I think I was interested in it. So like, so like, how how would you like connect this to we we need to talk about Kevin? It's, this is something you just came across in the middle of the night one night and was like, eh, let me get this a chance. And it well,
2: just and like right. you said, uh, Amazon kept showing it to me. And I was like, uh 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 right. and when I watched it, it was a very slow start. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a small town, um, and it's not a lot of people. So by showing the character of the town, it's boring in the beginning. I was like, damn, come on now. But mm-hmm. very quickly it picks up speed. And once it picked up speed, I was kinda like, whoa, where is this gonna go? Like I I'm able to predict movies pretty easily um we need to talk about kevin i was not (laughs) and blow the man down i definitely was not i had no idea like how it was gonna end and when it ended i was like wait so it's over like wait what happened (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it gave me like a um like a creepy seinfeld kind of feel because it just talks about like their everyday life what they do um but it's creepy as hell like they're every, like i said they're poor so they have to do like it's a lot of drug dealers and people like prostitution in the in the town and they gotta get it, it how they live exactly and they get it how they live with fish though like that's it it's fish and pussy in this town that's all
0: oh gosh <laughs> That sounds like Shameless, man. That ain't nothing new. <laughs> no, <I'm
2: just> <laughs> it's definitely like an Alaskan Shameless, uh, but it was really good. I I liked it. I like I said, it it started off slow and it picked up speed, and once it picked up, I was real into it.
0: Okay, I'll add that to the list. I think so far on my Amazon Prime list, I got Small Axe, and I think that this new this newer film called I'm Your Woman or something like that. That I heard was pretty good. Um, another film that's a pretty good slow burn. It's kind of random, but I think it's from like 1999. It's called In the Bedroom with Sissy Spacek and Tom Wilkinson. I think that's his name and Marissa Tomei. That's a very good movie, dude. Like In the Bedroom is a very good short story. Uh, well, no, well, it's a, it's adapted from a short story, so. Basically, it just deals with these two parents dealing over the grief of their only son, um, his his girlfriend and just the whole trial and aftermath of the of of what happened after. And it's a great film about a small town and just a small town, like a very when a very dark thing happens in a small town and how. You know, how how do you maneuver yourself in that town when everybody knows your name and everybody knows the tragedy that happened to you and your family? And if you were given a shot to take vengeance against the person responsible for all this, would you do it? And the film just plays it out so perfectly, like the acting and writing is top notch.
2: I've never um, heard that one. I need. I'm going to have to put that on my list.
0: Yes, Uh, it's an older one, but it's very good.
2: When y'all talked about actors who like you see them in other stuff, you're like, "Wow, is that them?" I feel like that about um, Lucas Hedges.
0: Yeah, he's been doing some good ones.
2: Now, first of all, I did not think when I saw him in Waves, and then mm-hmm. I saw him in Honey Boy. I'm like, yep. first of all, no, that's not the same person. Y'all fucking with me? Like, right? How?
0: Yeah, he's been doing. He's been doing some good work, man. Uh, Lucas Hedges. And he was in another one with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer recently. I think it was called French Exit or something. Um, I need to see that. Uh, he, he's a good one. Another good one, too. That's also from Waves. Uh, Kelvin Harrison.
2: OK, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was um, he was in Trial of Chicago 7, but he was also in this other film called Lucy. But it's spelled L U C E, like. Oh, that
2: movie's so good! Stop that, with me. Oh that movie is amazing.
0: Like he was amazing in that movie.
2: I was the whole movie. I was tripping from beginning to end. Like that is yeah. one. It's not a slow start. You immediately know it's some crazy stuff going on. And he recently played in Monster, which was um, a novel that I know some of us read when we was younger. yeah the young
0: adult one. Uh, I got it right behind me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, so he, he uh, played and now i bringing that to life. I wasn't able to watch it yet. I'm not really into watching those kind of films right now. Um, just because I feel like we've seen so so much black trauma. Yeah. I, I try to cut it. I that's really why I do. never that's
0: why I never finished them. Like, I was not I wasn't I,
2: watching it anyway. <laughs> you couldn't face me. I, I wasn't I scared finished, of them.
0: Oh, yeah, I know you did. Chris, we talked, Um it's not that I was scared of it. It was like, man, after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I still got PTSD like I, I can't watch this right now. Like, you know, like it was it was well done. But I think like halfway through, I was like, let me just kind of put this on hold and come back to it a few few years from now. Well, you well know what I'm saying, you
1: know, okay, this was, is my
2: problem. Them, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say them them was, you know, focused on on the, you know, racial Justice or racial injustice, and then it was also focused on the spiritual side of things, which was, you know, it made the whole film just feel heavy. So I, yeah. I could see why you know somebody wouldn't want to watch that because it's like, God, we we we've already seen racial injustices, and now we're also going to talk about the spiritual side as well. So it, it just right. becomes a lot, you know. what I'm it,
0: saying very heavy. It's already so a me, horror. F- Go ahead.
2: To me, them is um. What white people think black people are scared of and get out is what black people actually fear, which is the sunken place, like being Mm -hmm. lost in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you don't you have no sense of who you are, what your blackness, your culture, nothing. You are marginalized. Exactly. But to me, them is like black people are scared of. White people or racist white people, like we're not scared of white people.
0: In in its defense, that's not what the sh- that's I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, but that's not what the show is. They're not scared yeah. of them; they're scared of us in the show, right? Yeah. And um, like it's it. I know how the trailer can seem a little misleading, but it's 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 not that type of show. It's really about black people being in a straight-up horror film, and yeah. like you know, and they're kind of marginalized where they are, very much yeah. so to a disturbing effect. <laughs> um but i hear what you're saying uh yeah it's just them was just a little too heavy for me i'm like the whole racial aspect is a horror film by itself and then they threw the whole other stuff on top of it i'm like this is this is too much man i gotta watch an episode every other month or something like you know? yeah um but yeah that's pretty much uh i, I guess i so what so we, what would you give it chris uh we need to talk about kevin what's the rating scale
1: Um, okay. So, you know, I like, I like concepts or I like stuff that I can relate to. Right. And so since I'm dealing with, you know, raising kids, I feel like this is why I, I kind of related to it. Um, and I've also seen households to where boundaries aren't set in place. So like this kind of stuff happened, like there's a, a situation that's happening right now that I'm aware of that, you know, the, the parents, Aren't, are, are kind of, in a sense, acting in this way with their child. So I can relate to this, um, I, to, be, to be honest, I would give this, as a social commentary uh, film, I would I would give it a nine out of 10 for that, just because I feel like that's something that we need to be aware of, to be honest. And that's something that, you know, this film I think does what a film is supposed to do. It It starts conversation, it's a very serious issue and it needs to be addressed.
0: OK, OK. Yeah. All right. I dig it. Um, yeah, I think I, th- I think we need to talk about. Kevin is uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it's a 10 out of 10 to me, man. Everything just hits perfectly. The acting, directing, um, the music score or lack thereof. Yeah, I was going to the- say, man, I, say a lot of I thought I was
2: the only one that's silence.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that works with a film like this. The yes. silence works. Um yeah, man. I, I give it 10 10. I love that movie. All right. Uh Robin, you're up next. What, what
1: what do you rate it?
2: Uh I'm a I'm a nine out of ten. I'm a nine out of ten. Right. Uh, I think it's I think the the character setup is perfect. The way that the story unfolds is exactly how you need it. Um, I think the characters really complement each other well. Like how we talked about the dad didn't take it too seriously. And the mom wasn't able to communicate, you know, how she really felt about it all. And and even down to the younger sister, uh, I thought she was like perfect because she was like sweet as pie. And she was the innocent one. Mm-hmm. Exact, and I think she was pretty much there like mirror. Like, wow, okay, so this is what a normal child is like to quote unquote normal child is like to raise versus yeah. what he had to offer. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely I say a nine out of ten, and shock shock factor is big for me. Like it definitely surprised the hell out of me. So nine out of ten.
0: Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, so over the weekend. I took a look at, I don't know why I watched this movie. I think my wife pulled me into it. So I look, I took a look at the newest Jason Momoa film on Netflix called Sweet Girl. Yes, and tell me
1: how that is, man, because that is in my like watch list, but I'm I'm kind of
0: skeptical. So let me break it down for you story-wise. So Sweet Girl is about a man who um whose wife has cancer. And uh there is a time where there's this new pharmaceutical drug that is coming out. It's about, to, it's about to go into a trial process. It could, you know, save his wife and have her live a little longer, you know what I mean? Um, have her be around a little longer. However, last minute, um, the, phar- the pharmaceutical company, you know, due to reasons of greed, decides to pull the pill back. So essentially his wife, you know, passes away. So it's just him and his teenage daughter left. And um, it's basically him trying to get to the bottom of what happened, trying to understand, you know, the reason behind all the greed in this and like why his wife died. So it's really Jason Momoa versus pharmaceutical greed. Mm -hmm. you, You could, my thing with this movie is the action is there. You know, Jason Momoa does his job and he does his job right. You know, he's the he's a great lead, leading action dude. You know, he has a he has a sense of purpose that every character does in the Liam Neeson action film and you know, a Jason Statham action film. Like, you know, you took my wife and I'm going <laughs> to take your life. You know, it, it's, it's that type of movie, man. That
2: was actually uh, really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've seen a lot of them, but like, you know, like, it, that's kind of what this movie is um it's entertaining it has good action as far as story wise in a it ain't nothing it, there, there's a late there's a very 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 last minute twist that you know depending on who you are you might feel like oh okay that was pretty clever you know i was kind of like all right, that's a little implausible, but all right, I'll buy I it. It
2: was real last ditch. It was real last ditch effort. Like we got to put a twist in here, so you this what it? it's gonna be.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. So w- without us ruining anything for Chris, um, before we get to it, like Chris, so overall, Chris, I would say like you know, as action, it's what you're looking for. It- it's it's what you would ask for. Um, mm-hmm. but that twist is just very. You could tell writing wise. Let's just throw this out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just to cap this off. And it's just, I was like, ah, that's not plausible, but okay. We almost towards the end. Yeah, Robin, would you, without talking about it in, in depth, what, what did you think of the movie?
2: Um, First of all, I hate to give spoilers. I really don't like to, I don't like to, for people to give me spoilers either. So okay. I feel, but um, also to me, it was very, we have a blockbuster cast so mm-hmm. the that's what takes precedence over the storyline like it didn't it wasn't like actually good like you said the action pack was there like you know they really strung you along you wanted to know what happened And the minute they hit the twist, I was like, y'all can have it, though. Like, we didn't need that. And the twist comes, like, in, I think, the last, like, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's not even 30 (laughs)
0: minutes left. And and they go, what about this? I'm like, oh, (laughs) no. Like, why did y'all? See, it would have been good going the way they were going. Like, because, listen, I don't believe Liam Neeson could do all that stuff he does in the films in real life. I, I don't believe he but but he sells it, you know what I'm saying? He sells it through his performance. And Jason Momoa sold this character. So I'm like, they didn't need that twist to like explain why all of this was happening. It could have just stayed the way it was. And I I would have been okay. Okay.
2: Agree. Yeah. It was enough motive either way that it wasn't necessary.
0: It you you were already in a state of uh you were already in suspension of belief. Or no, you were already in suspension of disbelief, so you could have just stayed there the whole way through. But um, overall, Chris, I give it. I I can't even say three. I give it a 2.5. Well, no, we do. We do out of 10, right? We do out of 10 Mm -hmm. or 5. 10. all right. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, I'll do (laughs) I do six out of 10, six out of 10, man. Oh yeah, that's not a that's I'm
2: gonna give the action a eight. I'm gonna give the storyline a five.
0: Yeah, it's it's okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. The, the, yeah, I I think it's for you. I don't know. You'd have to watch it.
1: It might be too surface level, man. Like if, if it's <laughs> I too think
2: so because the supporting cast yeah. was so terrible. It was bad.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah, it's yeah. I, okay, I I'd say that um, the supporting cast. Well, I think the daughter was good. I remember the daughter from like uh, Sicario too, and she was pretty good in that movie too. But like outside of them, it's the main bad guy is cool. You know, I guess I say this: this movie was better than Gunpowder Milkshake. I'll say that.
2: Watch your mouth. <laughs> oh Uh-oh.
0: no, Robin, Uh-oh. you like Watch that
2: movie? Uh oh. Yeah. First of all. Women would be cast. Yes, I do. No, no. Angela Bassett. Yes, I Uh-oh. do. No, but I they thought, gave I Angela
0: Bassett dialogue horrible dialogue. Good. They gave her a horrible dialogue, man. You can't even they say it.
2: They, they
0: did. did. So, they, listen. I'm <laughs> all for. I'm awful. for women fighting back too. My favorite movie is Kill Bill, but the the writing and directing has to be on point too. We can't just forget all that.
2: I thought the (laughs) direction was good. I thought the plot was good. I didn't think, I do agree that the dialogue was kind of, it was all over the place with the dialogue. But the storyline really pushed for me, especially like their plot twist or like the way that they like brought everything back at the end. I feel like the end really made up for everything. I, I feel like the last 30 minutes of that movie made up for everything.
0: I feel like I was watching another reject John Wick in a long list of reject John Wicks this year. We had I'll nobody. We had nobody. <laughs> we had this. We had the protege with Maggie Q. Like, I'm tired. I want the real Keanu back, man. I'm tired of the rejects. I want the real McCoy back. The rejects. Oh, stop. I mean, look, okay. n- nobody was a good reject, but it was a reject. Let's call it what it was. You know what I'm saying?
2: I think that I have watched men whoop ass in mediocre movies my entire life. I don't excuse I will that take either. Some ladies.
0: Yeah. All right. I I accept that. I accept that view. Um, I don't excuse that either. I mean, if 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 it's a, if it's just a bang bang shoot 'em up movie and it's not good, I won't sign <laughs> off on it. I won't yeah. sign off I, on I it.
2: Can, I can say that the movie's not that good. I just want to watch ladies whoop ass. Like okay. I said, the last thirty to me, the last thirty minutes of the movie brought it together. The dialogue was all over the place. I thought the storyline was good. The action was there overall. Even with the older ladies, I felt like that's that was the part that really brought it for me. Was when the older women, their storyline tied into everything and then we kind of like got that whole view of the story because we were getting a lot of bits and pieces. I think that's what was really messed up. Like we didn't know why certain stuff was happening and it was some plot holes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a plot, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know there was a plot, but- She yeah, daughter daughter
2: of an assassin, that's the plot.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh, my uh, I hear you, but well, look, I will say a great film where a woman is kicking behind is Ava with Jessica Chastain
1: i have not okay. watched it yet but it it keeps showing up on my netflix i have yet to watch it because i'm like uh, do i really to
0: give it a chance or not okay that's a pretty good I've, movie
2: i like um blind bombshell is that a movie no atomic oh. bombshell yeah.
0: atomic oh, bombshell. oh atomic yes.
2: blonde yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I yeah,
0: blonde. Okay,
2: yeah. i still gotta watch that okay yeah i still got watch
1: that. i haven't uh,
0: watched it either
2: man i've watched a lot of her movies i think she's really good because i watched um what was it charlie's uh, there yeah, that's no, her good. the movie that came out recently it was like Old Guard. That's what it was. She I was heard that was fire. That, that, that was a damn good movie, and the way that they left it off, I'm really hoping for a sequel.
0: Yeah, I that's heard bad. that's pretty good. I still got that's on my list. That um, losers. Cards. The losers uh, the lead God.
2: is a lady. The We're lead God. is, a, um, what's her name? Cause well, she man from is- Colombiana.
1: Yes. Zoe, yes, Zoe Yeah,
2: Zoe Yes, thank you. Uh I always love watching her whoop ass. Oh yeah,
0: Colombiana she was, she was, was really good.
2: good oh good. That's that's classic. If y'all like Colombiana, something wrong with you.
0: That's pretty much the female Mexican uh taken. Pretty much. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I, I would uh I, I would that. give it that. that. Uh
2: I do like Birds of a Prey. I thought it was good. And everybody th- like that, I didn't cool.
1: like that one, man. That was the worst one to me. I don't
2: like that
0: shit. Whoa whoa, 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 You thought that was worse than Man of Steel? Birds of Prey.
1: At least in Superman uh, or Man of Steel, like we got to see a dope half-hour fight scene. You tripping, at the man? End, you tripping, man. fighting other Kryptonians. Birds you of Prey was the wackest action I've ever seen. But, you uh, it if you say uh, and, Birds and, of and Prey? Look, 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 is, I'll it's say this. Man, of steel. I'll say this. I'm 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 coming off of action scenes like Mile Twenty Two, um, the Raid Two. Like you can't compare. Like once you see hey man, those action th- action films and uh and martial arts films,
0: you can't go back. but well, then you don't the like anything then. Raid. That's two. what I was about to say. Hi, Ray, you... Raid Two is is a is an anomaly. The Raid films are anomalies. Raid Two is a,
1: my, but, but Mile Twenty Two is good as well. And the way that they cut that film up, I don't watch they Marky have like Mark, six, but... Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Okay, look, watch Mile 22, bro. It's it's amazing. And the whole film is fast paced. It's it's
0: amazing. Okay, so let's say Mile 22 has action on the same level as the raid. Those are not. That's anomaly action. Like that's perfect John Woo type of action. If you if you you that's what what needs to be
1: adapted. That's that's what needs to be adapted because this other action is kind of falling flat. If they've been doing it for like so long.
0: But if you watch those and say you can't go back, then you can't you can't enjoy anything then. like you can't even enjoy the Suicide Squad, which I know you like because we talked about it. Thus. Yeah. The Suicide Squad. That that right.
1: one was well, actually, you know, the, the, the first one wasn't bad either. The first one wasn't bad either. That's um, a lie. What you mean?
2: Yeah, Nick, that's a lie. You're going to say of Birds of Prey was worse than that movie? The first one was yes. terrible. I like, yes. oh, I like Birds of Prey better. than I like First Suicide
0: Squad. Margot Robbie's performance alone puts Birds of Prey over Man of Steel and, and and Suicide Squad. I can't. I thought I can't. Suicide Squad because that was great, I can't get but Birds of Prey, dog. I can't. I
1: can't do it. Birds right, of Prey. Was, well, you
0: know, was we're, we're all
1: wrong sometimes. It's okay. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Listen, I'm like I'm hey, gonna move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him have it happen. <laughs> it's it's
1: it's one against two, man. Hey, I'm I'm I'm. I'm
0: hey, Rob, right tell me why man. I showed this guy heat, and he said, "Hey, this movie's cool, but it's a little dated." Yeah, it was, Robert De Niro and, and Al Pacino. It was man.
2: I'm, it was. I'm. gonna let You, you can have it. You, I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> hey, I feel like it's just certain movies. Like it don't matter how old they are. Like it's 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 quality
1: yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not that old. A, a movie like that okay a movie that that will always be a classic is like jurassic park but i think that's that's I just you you know, say training day i'm like he loves that movie so much hey wait hey that, all, that's one too that's because listen two. i'm
2: with i'm with chris you are not gonna get better than training day i'm trying <laughs> to kill you okay Cause yeah. who are who are you survived by?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. No, I but love also, Jurassic it's just he Park Always that movie.
2: I love Jurassic Park. I just sat and like got sky high as hell and watched the whole trilogy. I love <laughs> Jurassic Park. Okay, it does not miss for me. Even when it take an hour for us to see any dinosaur.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. Like like, and and that's that's the crazy part. Like, how the hell? You watch this movie and you don't see dinosaurs for like a whole hour and a half into it or whatever. Like that, that's crazy that you sit and watch it for that long just, just to see the dinosaurs. Which the
2: build-up is so crazy, but yeah, I think it is. once they actually for me, once I like see the dinosaurs every time, because I've seen this movie dozens of times, I'm like, it's just this miraculous feeling. Like I've spent all this time, and I'm like, where the fuck are the dinosaurs? <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> like, yes. And oh my gosh.
0: I gotta say. The thing that's gained so much meme potential over the years is just like Jeff Goldblum, you know, life finds a way, yeah. you know, uh, Dr. Ian, Dr. Ian Malcolm is his name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
2: He appreciate every single movie. Well, not the second one, because he's not in the second one. But the first one and the third one, he, he is in is the second preaching. one.
0: He's not in the third one. He's in the second one. I need the lost world. He's in that movie.
2: Oh, I thought The Lost World was the third one. The, and then the other one was the, the
0: second third one. He's, he, the third one was Jurassic Park 3. Sam Neill is in yeah. is in the third one. Oh, so yes. The third
2: weird. one is when they go rescue the couple's son.
0: Yeah. I think so. Right? I think yeah, because so. The
2: Lost World is like the second island, basically.
0: Yeah, I think. Dang, I it's know. been a while since I've seen two. Uh, I just remember one and three so well. I know three had William H. Macy in it.
2: Yeah, that was the one where they basically. Uh, I no, that one was the Second Island. I think they both were the Second Island, or was there a Third Island? I can't remember. And I just watched the shit, but it's like it's so intricate. It's so much to it.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I gotta be honest though, um, and it's not because of Chris Pratt. I kind of like checked out of Jurassic Park after three. Like I haven't watched any of the Jurassic Worlds. I just. I, I like though.
1: I, I still i still like them um i mean it is newer um you don't i mean they're still good films but they aren't quite like the old ones i don't know what the old ones had it had this like missed Spielberg, bottom.
0: They, yeah. had Spielberg. Yeah. they had Spielberg they had Spielberg yeah um, for
2: me i think the old ones are just so realistic like right? i think when we get to these these movies nowadays they the cgi is just bad. Like, even when I watch stuff like King Kong, like, I like old King Kong, like the shit looks kind of real, but the Mm. new one, like the CGI is just, I I think it just kind of just takes away from the reality of it. And especially like in Jurassic World, they try to like focus on the Raptors because, you know, that was like the huge deal. And the first one it's like, it's this gimmick. So it is kind of play.
0: Kong versus Godzilla slapped hard. Now, if you're talking about the other Godzilla movies, then, yeah, they they were weak. But Kong versus Godzilla just was straight. That movie was good to me. Like, I I was surprised by how good that movie was to me because it, it split it down the line between 50 percent monsters and 50 percent human emotional BS that we don't care about. It was a great <laughs> mix to me.
2: I haven't seen it yet, so I might give it a watch.
0: I've seen it. And I, oh, okay. I, I think
1: we we, we We talked about it, and I mean, I feel like they were unfair to Kong. But I mean, (laughs) ow, it is what it is.
0: They gave him the storyline. Godzilla was the one that looked like a a redheaded stepchild when it came to.
1: They put Kong in the water. (laughs) Come on, dog! You can't, you
0: can't put a monkey in the water. Okay, but even (laughs) even when they squared, and I'm not ruining anything, but even when they squared up, it was a fair fight. Like you can't say anything about that. It was a fair fight on land. (laughs) That first, that that was jacked up. (laughs) Okay, okay, all right, all right. Moving off from that, Robin. Anything you've been watching lately? Any any new films?
2: Um, let me think. New? I can't say I've seen anything like. Recently, I've been watching a lot like TV shows
0: you watch the new uh american horror story season the double feature
2: i no, i have it so i watched the um the stories first the the short stories so the episodes and then i realized like oh it's a whole nother season yeah so i was literally gonna start that tomorrow because i try to watch it during the day because i'm trying not to scare this shit out of myself at night <laughs> you <really> get
0: <laughs> scared by that show that show is more campy to me than terrifying
2: well, murder house has always been like scary to me. So I always I like murder like, house.
0: That's easily the best one. Yeah.
2: Yes. I always kind of start off like it's going to be good. I never even, like half the time. I don't even finish the season cause it's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like if you, if you take those shows for what they are, which is great camping entertainment, then you, you, you'll never be disappointed. Like if you really expect to watch a horror season, you most likely you're going to be disappointed.
2: I think that's my problem because I expect to be like scared or like jump or something like every single episode, Mm -hmm. or I just expect this amazing horror movie to be condensed to the 49 (laughs) minutes Mm -hmm. and I'd be scared like that. I'm expecting Alfred Hitchcock every time and I'm just not, not getting that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. They they can be they can be hit or miss. But I if I take it for the campiness it is, and I feel like there's an audience for it. You know, I gotta be in the mood to watch ahs. A- a- I gotta be in the mood for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I, 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 I stopped watching it a few a few years ago. I forgot what season it was, but I stopped watching it after the circus one,
0: freak show.
2: Okay, freak show. yeah. That was one of the best seasons to me. Like I like Murder House, of course. Murder House was really good, but like I I like that Freak Show shit. Like it was just brilliant. Really
0: <laughs> I got to follow up after uh, Asylum, so I, I was about to start Coven, but then I got sidetracked for about ten years. <laughs>
2: for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, Coven is out of all of them. Coven is my favorite. I'll probably say Coven, Murder House, then Freak Show.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, my mom really likes Coven uh, because she loves Kathy Bates. Um,
2: Listen, that's one lady that don't miss, okay? Did
0: you ever watch her weed show on Netflix? I never watched it. Yes, I did. <laughs> I okay. literally
2: watched so much crazy stuff, but um, I, to me, I thought it was really corny, funny. I like laugh track show, like I like to hate watch la- uh, laugh track shows, mm-hmm. uh, so that was one of them. And they like they had the funny weed care, like they had every type of weed character that you could have on the show. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I I thought the show was kind of good. If nothing, it was like a little bit of entertainment for me. It was the security guard so the um security guard at the dispensary was a war vet and um he was like dealing with a lot of PTSD and stuff so for me his storyline was like the part that I was interested in
0: okay okay yeah i um as far as shows go i know i got to get back into i got to rewatch dark on netflix um that's a very good show but i feel like because i dropped off it for so long ago it's such an intricate like time travel plot that i gotta i have to re-watch it from the beginning to kind of stay in the zone of it um i gotta finish yeah, I, Just go ahead sorry yeah I, I tried to watch dark man i cannot i cannot
1: get into it uh, it was just kind of i mean it's, it's a good it's show more a, it's more of a murder mystery isn't it
0: well it starts off that way and then it kind of goes into time and destiny and you know mm. like like trying to mess with like free will and stuff like that it's a very really? good show. I, I think you should. I might well, have
1: to actually get back into it then.
0: Yeah, get back into it, man. Um, I know with some films, kind of like the foreign language, can throw people off. Like I'm, I want to get into Money Heist because I heard that's amazing. I heard uh, it's good too. I started yeah, to watch it I, as well, but I have to be in the mood. Sorry, yeah.
2: I've been told plenty of times to watch Money Heist because I like watching um, subtitle films. Um, Me too. But oh, like um, Train to Busan, wanna good one. That amazing amazing yeah. but I've never heard of um I've never heard of dark I need to uh, put that on my list
0: I think it's Swedish or Norwegian one of them um but yeah I'm, I'm in the middle of like rewatching watching that I know Ozark which I do like Ozark but like I've only seen the first season and I kind of want to catch up before it gets to the end um the last season uh that dear black dear white people I got to catch up on that before that gets to the end um i left off the last two seasons of orange is the new black which the last season i saw was very good i just kind of again i got sidetracked you ever feel like it's the age where there's too much good tv
2: all the time i'm like i don't have enough time to watch everything that you guys have to offer like i want to yeah and i can't and i've like gotten into british tv
1: (laughs) mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um there's there's a lot of good stuff but there's also a lot of trash though
0: too. I think it's easy to weed those out though. It's easy to weed the, like listen, if it's a Hulu show and it's not by a creator you know has made good stuff, avoid it. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like cuz I I li- listen, I like Hulu, but they don't always make the good the best choices in TV shows. Like Handmaid's Tale is great, but like that's an exception, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like uh, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime makes some pretty good choices in shows, but like Hulu has kind of been up and down for me Mm -hmm. on like blind watches. Netflix doesn't always have the best movies. Sometimes they've gotten better a little bit over time, but like I feel like which which streaming service y'all think got the best shows? HBO Max don't count.
2: TV shows? Uh, I gotta say Netflix.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. And I say that because, like I said, like I watch British TV, so <clears throat> I've been watching. Um, I got finished all the Top Boy, both of them. Oh, I Love gotta that. watch that
1: again. Oh man.
2: Um, Men Like Mo So it's about this um, Pakistani family that lives in London, okay. and he's like trying to get out of the life, uh, get away from the life of selling drugs, so he can help raise his sister. Um, and things kind of go awry from there. Um, well, HBO, we all seen I May Destroy You. Well, I don't know if y'all seen oh, that. Oh,
0: man, that was such a great show.
2: Damn good. That Damn was such good. great
0: writing. Like, <coughs> um, I didn't know about her before that. Well, I, I seen her around, but I didn't know about her work before that show. But so you ahead. haven't
2: seen Chewing Gum?
0: I had always saw it on Netflix, but I never watched it.
2: So, actually, she was the reason why I was like, okay, I can direct because mm-hmm. I saw so I was like watching Chewing Gum and I saw I made Destroy You and I saw that she was directing and writing it. And I, when I went back to Chewing Gum, I saw that she had directed and wrote that too. And I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, I think once you see yourself, it just makes it so much more realistic, especially when the stories are as offbeat as hers tend to be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yes, he's a um, terrific writer. Yeah. I I think so. I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, I uh, may have to watch that too. I may destroy you.
2: Oh yes, that is a trigger warning. It can get very intense as far as like um, it has different degrees of sexual assault. Uh, yeah. But I think it's really it's just one of those thought provoking shows that you just when you when i finished it i was like okay i obviously need to go back and watch this again because i know i missed something
0: it, de- it definitely makes you think it definitely makes you um uh see see this is this is kind of what i wanted on our previous episode it's kind of what i wanted from candy man like the social commentary and i in i may destroy you does not overcome the story you know what i'm saying it knows how to make the social commentary part of his story without coming off as preachy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So that's like, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, Perfect example. But dude, I remember the days of Netflix where I had like 30 films in my Netflix in my Netflix, my list. And it seemed achievable. It seemed, it, it seemed like I could achieve that. Like, okay, I can knock these out. That 30 has turned to like 60, bro. Like yeah. over, over the years, I mean, and some of them fall off. I'm not even talking about the ones that they don't have license to anymore. Like some of them just straight up fall off the list. And I'm like, why isn't this on my list anymore? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Came to a point, um, I just gave up. Like, all right, I'll get to it when I get to it. I still haven't watched Russian Doll, and I heard that's good.
2: It heard, is. Like, I oh I my thought, gosh. That's
1: good but 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 i feel like the concept has been like overdone though i feel like there's there's been other movies right um that, that have dealt with that so that's why i didn't get into it because i felt like the concept was overdone
2: uh i mean i'm a fan of the Groundhog day concept i love it it, it is one of my favorite overdone concept concepts um mm-hmm. so i i always appreciate it especially because for me it's always like a. Okay, so what they gonna do this time? <laughs> mm, and right, that's the, right. and with it being two uh, characters who are you know going back, and they um like there's like a twist at the end of the season when they go back. So I Wait, don't tell it,
0: me, don't tell me, don't tell. I haven't watched it.
2: Oh, <laughs> not at all. I'm not gonna tell you. But oh, okay, um, okay,
0: okay, cool, cool, cool.
2: But I'm just saying there's a twist at the end. It, it, it I liked it. I like the way it ended. I thought it left off well for our next season, but also it didn't leave like too much of a cliffhanger. Okay,
1: okay, I can check that
0: out. Same here. I I can check it out too. Uh, It's it's definitely something that's on the list that uh, when I get to it, I will get to it. (laughs) Um, but all right, I think uh, I think that was another good one uh before we uh say goodbye chris you got a film tip for us
1: um so i think my my film tip i i kind of answered it in the in the first uh episode we we did um which was about lighting and how how important lighting is to um your film or you know whatever commercial work you may you may make um but in particular to film like i've i've been watching shows and watching movies and just you know watching the lighting for example on on um power they Mm. use a very naturalistic lighting but it's like so naturalistic where it's just kind of it doesn't it doesn't give you a cinematic feeling exactly It, it gives you more of like a oh i could set some lights up in my living room and shoot this too Whereas if you go to like Euphoria, that's very dynamic, very intriguing, like the, mm. the look of it pulls you in. Of course, the story is great, too, but the look, the story, the acting, all of it is like A+. plus. So it just creates a better experience and it leaves a, a, a visual in the audience that you don't get with a show like Power, for example. Like you get a good storyline, some twists and everything with Power, but Euphoria is it's going to be in in history because it's that great of a show. So, that's that's what I want to add.
2: And I think Euphoria just like pushes though they Euphoria pushes every boundary. So they yeah. feel like they use the lighting to make you see the scenes differently and make you feel like I said in the last episode make you feel differently yeah. about them. Even down to where they place the the glitter when they are on drugs. You know what I mean? So they and they use all of that kind of stuff. So I think that's just the show that's so much more than about just telling a story. They want to make sure that you receive the story a certain way. And power <laughs> is just um, power, just be some drama. Like it's just it's something to to hold on to.
0: You, you ain't you ain't never lied, Robin, because Euphoria is a lot. Like that show. Like I told Chris, like that shows a lot, man. Like that throws a lot at you. But when I first joined it and got onto its wavelength, I was like, oh, man, this is a pretty it's a pretty good show, you know? Yeah.
2: To me, Euphoria and I May Destroy You are are pretty similar. And as far as like making you uncomfortable with these certain subjects um, Mm -hmm. that we don't really see tackled in a lot of like TV shows and movies nowadays.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're that. seeing
2: it more and more. So, I think that's better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All I mean, right. Cool. I'm 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 definitely going to watch that then.
0: So. Oh, yeah, man. I may destroy you. I feel like you really would like that show. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would like that show. Um all right. Well, this has been another great episode, Robin. Thank you for coming back for a second round.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Um, my social media, Robin underscore niggas, Robin with the Y, <laughs> Niggas with an S. Um, oh, and my short film is we're still crowdfunding. So lastcall dot film. Uh, we have an indiegogo campaign and in the bio is in my bio, and the film's bio. So please, and any updates that we're gonna have is gotelevision.net. Uh, go television.net.
0: So it's it's last it's last. Last call dot film, the website, or is that like the, is that like the, uh, a handle?
2: That's the handle. That's the social media handle.
0: That's the Instagram handle. Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanted to clear that up. All right. Uh, well, everybody, this has been another episode of The Vault. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, have a great one. <laughs>